Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, hey, everybody. Monday. Yeah. Great weekend. Yeah. We good, went definitely. fishing. Yeah. And spent about two hours. I colored with my pencil coloring book thing. And she did what she wanted Jim to do. Jim fished and it was. We enjoyed the wildlife and. Yeah, it was and lovely. did a few, uh, did some casting and, mm-hmm. and uh, caught no fish, but yeah. um, but we did enjoy the outing. And- We're trying to, uh, a, a kind of a new thing, that we spend more time on the weekends just doing stuff that we don't, you know. Unplugging. Unplugging. So it's it's been a really good. Um, yeah, beautiful good family yeah. weekend, which is, yeah. you know, one of the big uh, motivations for getting back to Utah was to uh, get plugged into family stuff. And we've been... Uh, able to enjoy yeah, a lot of that. It's so, been wonderful. Been good. Yeah. Um, announcements. Um, uh, well, we just have uh, of course, uh, what starts today? Well, that's compliance unleashed compliance in Fort unleashed, Worth. So people yeah. should already be on the way there. I think it starts registration starts this evening mm-hmm. and then mostly be so have a great conference. It's yeah, gonna for be, sure. It's really good stuff. Too bad we couldn't make it. I would have yeah, enjoyed being we were, out there. We were invited to be there, but, um, weren't able yeah. to, to make that work. Yeah. We got, uh, because we had to go fishing. So no, no, <laughs> no. no of course not. We, uh, we just, yeah, we had, just had some uh, other stuff that got, was happening here. We got, so, yeah. We got yeah. some other big stuff coming mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, the four and I'm, I'm excited. I don't want to talk a yeah. lot about it today, but man, we got some really Wednesday, great stuff. I'm hoping that we have some yeah, things some, to some really in- information mm-hmm. to release. We've been, uh, mm-hmm. we've been chipping away at some, uh, some big stuff. So we're, we're excited to get that out there, but yeah, otherwise we got uh, Brent Carmichael coming on uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. We've reached out to a couple of people about uh, stepping in to join us as a collection supervisor, but we haven't had anybody step forward. Yeah. We've put that on it. That. I, I think people get like stage fright. There's some I of that. I think that yeah, that's yeah, it. And um, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're, yeah. we've got those coming up and then, um, next Wednesday, not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday, Tommy's going to be rounding out our month of collections, On Tommy Brandis from yep. uh, Pennsylvania. And now, tune in that day, that'll yeah. also be Tommy's. 31st anniversary yeah we were we had him on his 30th yeah so yeah, yeah. it was it was yeah good stuff yep. okay what else that's it that's it okay we can jump Should... into our topic and uh so i think yeah for today we just wanted to uh i got a couple things i can refer you to but you know for our topic mm-hmm. today we talked about you know how to know if your portfolio is performing well so i'm gonna give you the top mm-hmm. two ways in fact, I'll just tell you right up front, I'll, I'll share the link um, in the comments here and try to do it as we're speaking here. But we did a, um, a webinar, it's been a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. did a webinar on the top seven indicators of, you know, is your portfolio oh, performing. performing well? Okay. So How long that's ago out that? there. That was a while ago. Uh, I didn't see the actual data. It says two plus years in YouTube. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, that information is still relevant. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's definitely, but today we're going to focus on two. Like I'm just going to give you two indicators. If, if I were a dealer today mm-hmm. and I had two numbers that I wanted to see first and foremost, they would not be delinquency. Mm-hmm. It would not be recency. It's, it's funny that most everybody, those are the two things that they're looking at and yeah. uh, it's delinquency and, and, and they're, they're good and numbers easy. to be watching, but they're not an indicator about how well you're collecting. Well, it's also because it's an easy report to run in the DMS and dealers don't, you know, if it's not in the DMS that most dealers don't, I should say most, we, we meet a lot of dealers who don't know how to produce the other reports or really don't even know what to be looking at. So that's okay. But just 
we hope that what we share today will give dealers an indication well, of. And I'm hoping that when we do this, as you're sharing the things that we can talk about why this is better than recency or recency report, why this is better than a delinquency report so that people yeah. can understand, um, you know, where, what kind of um, meat you're getting with this kind of report. Yeah. So, so I gave, I, I'm saying there are two. Uh, and we've talked about, and by the way, I went back and did a search. I don't find that we've talked specifically about collection efficiency on the morning show. I thought surely we had. Because, th yeah, that was, that's like something you've been talking about. For, yeah, that's been my forever. career, but I don't see yeah. that we've done an episode. Now we probably talked about it in the context but not of an episode not about an episode collection. To, efficiency. And we probably should go into some kind of depth on that at some point mm -hmm. for today. And by the way, I don't know of a single software that will spit out this report. We have to produce it ourselves. And the, there are softwares that you have the ability to produce them a little bit more easily than others. Right. Um, I, I know that there are some out there that, that, are, um, that are less expensive. A lot of the beginning dealers, um, that's just kind of where they gravitate to. Mm -hmm. um, and Squirrel. Squirrel? Yeah. Sure. Um, any dealers out there that are new, be really careful about what software you choose when you start because it is hell yeah. to change software. <laughs> yeah, and also you just don't realize what you're missing. And yeah. You, you know, you yeah. don't like this collection efficiency thing. I can't think of anything. Well, let me just ask it this way, dealers. What do you, what is more important in your buy here, mm -hmm. pay here business than verifying the performance of your portfolio? I'll wait. I can't think of anything either. Nothing. You know, yeah. so you got to know how your portfolio is performing. Like we can sell and we can rush cars through the recon center, but if we're pumping contracts into a portfolio that's not performing, then man, we're not really, we're just, we're on a crazy wheel. And it's, and it's so, kind of one of those things too, that you hear when people, when dealers start having problems or challenges, what do, the very first thing that seems like most dealers, I just need to sell more. I just need to sell more and I'll be fine. And it's like, let's go back just a couple yeah. of steps. And so yeah, yeah, portfolio performance. So obviously the month of May is about collections. And so I wanted to make sure that even though we've touched on this, some, mm -hmm. we've got other material out there. I wanted to just make sure it's included in the conversation about collections. So Let's talk about what collection efficiency is. And, and I'm, I'm not aware of a software that will produce it in a summary report. Like this is our own calculation. And there are some DMS systems mm -hmm. that will produce an important part of what you would need to run a collection efficiency report routinely mm -hmm. and have it really be accurate. But I don't know of one. So it's not like your better software is going to have it. It's just going to make it easier for you to produce what I'm suggesting you would produce. So collection efficiency and the quickest explanation is going to be the measurement of how much you collected in a given range. We're typically looking at that weekly. That's really important in my mind to stay to a weekly rhythm on that. So you would produce a report that says this is what we're contractually expected to bring in. Okay, this so is just like if not taking into account any lates, any anything, it's just based on the contract with, you know, 300 accounts. This is what we're contracted to bring in this week. Yep. And so not every system will produce that. And if it doesn't, then with other clients, we've had to go to create an estimate, mm -hmm. which is not my favorite. It's like you're, you're just saying we have an average 
payment across our entire portfolio of this much per week. We have this many active contracts at the start of the week. So for that week, we would expect to bring in X amount of dollars. Well, we all know because of weekly or bi-weeklies and semi-monthlies and monthlies, it's not going to look like that, but you could still, it's still accomplishing mostly what I'm trying to accomplish, mm -hmm. which is what's the portfolio supposed to produce and what is it actually producing? producing. And measure yeah. that. I mean, there's just, to me, there's just nothing. And I've looked, I mean, there's all kinds of other numbers out there and things to measure. But if I were looking at portfolio performance and I wanted to know on an, so by the way, we wouldn't look at that on any given week. On any given week, that number could be high or low. And especially mm -hmm. if you're doing that averaging thing, the numbers will mm -hmm. be high and low. But it's like, if you see that number mm -hmm. and that number is not, uh, 93% or better is the number that we look for. And this is based on 20 plus years of ma measuring this number. So we're looking for the portfolio to be producing 93% or better on that. Now, by the way, that's a filtered number. So yeah, we're going to take out, out the large the, payments, the large payments and unexpected um, money. So again, yeah. go to the, I think our little short video on the, the, that's like a little webinar. We did like a little free webinar and it we'll was posted the, in the, uh, yeah, there's a so top seven indicators, you know, for portfolio performance. So, mm -hmm. So you can find that on YouTube, but, but basically when we look at that number, that's going to tell us a couple things. And the reason that's so important to me is because there's a lot of things. There's philosophy mm -hmm. that you might bring into the business. So if you, if you employ a bend without breaking approach, which is what we recommend in our own training, then if you, if you adopt that approach, then your delinquency report is not going to be as telling like you're going to have some yeah. ebbs and flows and spikes, mm -hmm. you know, seasonal, whatever with delinquency. And in my way of thinking, based on everything that we teach and that we know about the industry and as a former dealer myself, we just know that employees don't have a lot. Collectors don't have a lot of impact on delinquency unless they have the authority to modify mm -hmm. contracts and defer payments. They don't have much they can do. Yes, they can contact the customer, and the, but they can't make the customer produce money they don't have. They can't, they mm -hmm. can't fix a delinquency problem because mm -hmm. life is just life. People have setbacks. Yeah. Some, some yeah. are real, some are imagined, but either way, there are real setbacks. There mm -hmm. will be real delinquency. So the question is, how do you manage that? And so what we're saying is that when we look beyond delinquency and we look at collection efficiency, then now we are beginning to measure, okay, how well are we doing to get money in the bank over time? Even if some of the customers are paying a little bit late, yeah. some may pay a little early, some may need a payment arrangement to get caught up or whatever, how that looks. But when that's happening, then I would say the portfolio portfolio is performing quite mm -hmm. well. And the other reason that is because the, the reason I picked this number first is because you think about it dealers. If, if this number is clean, then that means we have a clean, well-performing portfolio. We don't have a lot of dead wood. You know, by dead mm -hmm. wood, I mean non-performing yeah. contracts. That we haven't know. charged off that are sitting there until it's the right time right. or whatever to charge them off. Yeah. So we're looking at active. Mm -hmm. We're looking at very clean, active portfolio. The, the contracts that are on the uh, DMS report of, of active receivables, they're, they're performing. And not to say we don't have a few customers past due that we're working mm -hmm. on. But the reality is you've got um, you've got a, a pretty high percentage of your customers are performing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now we just know that from history, when I say 93%, there's 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 an explanation for where that seven percent goes. 
and we hope it's only 4% in your case. But the reason I'm picking 93% is because we just know from experience that there will be some customers who don't. So there's really just two categories. And always when I present this in a classroom, I always ask the class to answer for me, what are the two places that that money can go? If we're sitting, if we're over, and by the way, that's over a 10 week period is typically what we measure. Yeah. At least a rolling, a rolling, a rolling 10 mm-hmm. week average. So, so when I say 93%, that number shouldn't move a whole lot, but it should certainly stay in that 93% or better range. But when we think about, okay, so if across 10 weeks, we collected 93% of the money, let's, let's break down. Where's the 7% go? Well, some of that's that customer who didn't pay, didn't pay. They were on our active list. We tried to get, find them. We tried to get a resolution. Maybe we had a payment arrangement. They didn't pay, whatever the point is. The contract, the software is still spitting out that we have an active account and that we're expecting a payment, you know? And mm-hmm. then we didn't ultimately collect on that customer and we end up charging it off. So all those payments that went uncollected across a range of time are going to contribute to that number, which mm-hmm. is why it's important to get those resolved. We don't Quickly. want those sitting yeah. inactive or yeah. non-performing and on our active list for very long. And so when, when you hear me talking about dealers having 96% collection efficiency, it's because they're very timely with those charge-offs. They have a routine, they mm-hmm. clean off the old non-performing contracts, they bring the car back in inventory and it goes to wholesale, whatever, but they get, they move those non-performing contracts off of their balance sheet and off of their um, receivables, their active receivables list, mm-hmm. right? And so now you, you got a clean portfolio. So this is why I say this is the this is the best number. If you're going to pick one, this would be the number. It's also you begin to realize why this number becomes the the best one for uh, rewarding collectors who are doing that job. If mm-hmm. if the strategy, if the philosophy is to get the payments in the bank, even mm-hmm. if they come a little late then this number becomes the best way to reward collectors because now we're, they're doing the job we've asked mm-hmm. them to do. And even though the delinquency might move a little bit, we don't mm-hmm. have to penalize collectors for yeah. collections performance. Well, and and a lot of collectors are bonused based on, and it's been like recency or delinquency, mm-hmm. those kind of numbers. And, and it's a hard, it's a, it's a demoralizing. Sure. And a hard prospect, if you are really behind on some um, some accounts, um, to like get that caught up so I can start to get my bonus. But if you do this based on um, if you do this based on uh, uh, performance, collection performance, then it's like they have a, a reset every week. Yeah. And it's like, how well are we doing? And like you can start to measure that, and it really it helps an awful lot with. Uh, with morale too. Yeah. It's like we're working hard and we're getting the benefit of working hard on, on different um, tightening up collections. And so you can see why, even though, and listen to this, I'm not saying you still don't look at your delinquency report. I'm simply saying we, we need to see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. We need to not overreact mm-hmm. uh, to delinquency. And, and we need to recognize if we track this, this collection efficiency on a 10 week rolling average, and that number is running clean, then, and our delinquency is stable. Now, if it gets, you know, a little bit out of whack, then this doesn't mean there's not work to do, but it simply means let's not overreact to delinquency. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of problems with that. One, it's, you know, it, we, we stand to penalize our collectors based on um, a delinquency bonus, maybe. We also end up putting pressure on a consumer 
who maybe is doing what we've asked them to do. You know, they're, they're, so that's a thing. Again, that's why I come back to philosophy. Like when we work with the consumer and we give mm-hmm. them time to get caught up and it might take a little bit of time, then, then that, that's why I think this number becomes so, so important. So near term, I would lean on that one. Yes, I'm still going to look at a delinquency report. It's still going to, I'm going to ask the manager to turn that in. I want to see, but I want to see, first, I want to see collection efficiency numbers for the week and then for the 10 week rolling average. Mm-hmm. And I can see how well we've done and I can know and collectors can know, okay, for us to finish our 10 week rolling average, you know, by the end of the pay period, whatever, by the bonus period, we'll know exactly what we need to collect in dollars to get there and to keep those numbers on track. But it's like, I just get concerned about dealers and listen, there's, we could do a whole separate episode and we probably will on the problems that external pressures create whether that's a loan from a bank and the covenants that are in our, our mm-hmm. line of credit that cause us to have to manage customer accounts a certain way because we feel financial pressure when the contract is not eligible, mm-hmm. then that, that causes us externally to put pressure on a you know, portfolio and a particular customer. So th- that's a whole separate thing. But I'm saying even if you don't have external factors here, when we're looking at performance of the portfolio, I would just say there's nothing in my experience that is more valuable for any dealer to know and for a dealer to choose to compensate based on is collection efficiency. So I hope we've kind of characterized you. I think we just briefed over or glazed over the idea that you're going to filter out unexpected payments. So when an insurance check comes in for $7,000, but the customers, yeah. yeah, or the customer's account was only contractually expected to bring in 350 well, then, you know, you would, you would credit the 350, but the rest would get filtered out. And so when I'm talking about 93%, I'm talking about a filtered number. So just kind of want to recap that to make sure people know what we're talking about. But yeah, that's, that's the number. And then the other one is, is what I call conversion rate. We've, we did a podcast recently on the morning show with Jimmy Rambo talking about collateral recovery rate, which collateral recovery rate takes a lot of the same numbers that I'm referring to and just puts them into a formula that, it's also something that banks tend to look at for portfolio performance. So this is a longer range number, still look at typically a three month rolling average. But if you want to see, is my collection department performing well, then those two numbers I gave. So conversion rate to be clear would be the number that you collect in principle, typically conversion rate, cloud recovery. We're just looking at principle. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at, how well did we convert the principal in the portfolio? How well did we do to get that money collected? Mm-hmm. And so that's a measurement of yeah. how well are we squeezing our portfolio or massaging <laughs> our portfolio to get the payments from the customers and avoid the charge offs and, and keep the customers paying, which is what we all know is a thing. So when I say, you know, you, it's just hard to talk about this without bringing philosophy into the conversation because if you don't have this sort of bend without breaking philosophy, then delinquency is your report. You know, you just, you, everybody's got to pay by Friday at six o'clock or else then yeah, delinquency is your report. But if you want to, um, and some might lean over to recency in addition to that, mm-hmm. but it's like, if you, if you're taking this, um, approach where you're working with people and letting them pay. And we put out the poll about partial payments a few weeks ago, and most said they do partial payments. Mm -hmm. So 
If you don't do partial payments, I'd love to hear from you. I'd understand. I'd like to understand why. Maybe we'll bring some some folks on the the podcast one morning and talk through that and see kind of why why the mentality about you know not allowing that. I I've probably understand it. Like I probably understand what they're choosing in that. But but bottom line is we could bring folks together to talk about that. I just think for today we just want to drive home those two is we got to know how well our portfolio is converting principal and not mm-hmm. to mention just all the ability to do forecasting off of that for, mm-hmm. for you to be able to sit down and project capital incoming capital for next month or the next three months. Mm-hmm. These numbers would be the first numbers you would need in order mm-hmm. to be able to project what kind of uh, dollars you're going to be bringing in. So again, I just think for today it was about making sure that dealers hear this, have an opportunity to understand it. Um, if you need help producing the calculations, by all means, reach out to me. We can tell you what reports to run in certain softwares to run the projection based on contractual payments. There, there are only a few. I'm, I'm aware of maybe three that produce yeah. a, a projected payment report in the way that I'm suggesting dealers would use it. So again, it's just um, it's for today, that was just about making sure that folks understand that it's like we've, we've got to, as dealers, and I think especially now, economy is going to be tough. You're going to be mm-hmm. suffering some uh, delinquency. Uh, you're going to, you know, have customers struggling financially and, and going to, you know, have trouble making a full payment. So in order to avoid having a whole back lot full of repos, I'm saying it's going to be really important to get mm-hmm. the hang of these numbers and figure out how to uh, calculate them, make sure that we've got some flexibility and, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully we don't have, um, covenant problems with our line of credit. That's, like we, you said, is another, uh, yeah. another topic different for subject, us. Yeah. yeah. Different we'll bring subject that back about, at another time and talk about, about that. That's, there's some yeah. other factors and all that as well. So, but yeah, for today, I think we probably can, can wrap up and uh, catch everybody on Wednesday. We've got something fun to talk about on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll we get do. you, we'll get you, uh, yeah. we'll get you up to speed on that, but yeah, look for the announcement on that episode and we're, we're excited to. Yeah. And to- then on Friday we have Brent Carmichael yep. and we always just really enjoy Brent. He's, he's such a delightful yeah. person. Yeah. We really, really enjoy him. Um, what else? Anything else? Got nothing, okay. No. We'll just- um, we're, we'll post that webinar in the the comment streams um mm-hmm. so be looking for that and um i hope you guys have a great week happy monday Enjoy your week. thanks so much for Talk joining soon. us guys